0: oh it is your favorite bald chubby bearded earth day wearing t-shirt of a man it's midnight in the bay episode 233 they said i wasn't gonna make it to 233 they, they thought i was gonna stop at five episodes this guy's gonna jump off a bridge he's gonna eat himself to death at mcdonald's but we haven't done either of those and we're still making episodes. Very happy about that. Appreciate all the, the support out there, loving it. Um, was told that we're just under Joe Rogan. We're about at 100 billion views on YouTube and we're just right under him, so we're catching up. You better watch it, Rogan. There's another bald guy coming for your job. I got tons of in- misinformation I could spread, baby. You have no idea. <laughs> no college. But anyways, you guys are excited because I'm here with another host or uh, another guest. Uh, it's Austin Carr. Hey hey and uh, and you guys I,
1: are excited, just so you just fucking get on board. You are excited.
0: No, 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 they're, I know they're excited because they hate when it's just me, and I'm just rambling and I
1: hate marriage, and kids <laughs> suck and So there's another name, and you' guys are like, you're already excited for this one.:
0: Oh, they love it. People have told me, I like when you have comedians on, you guys talk
1: comedy. Yeah, I like how you came on with uh, like old school hip hop cat on um, morning radio, like they've been praying on my downfall sway. They didn't want me to make it this far.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to bring it hard in the beginning to catch them and then you can kind of calm down a little bit once they're here, you know. Oh, you're going to calm down. OK,
1: good. I was hoping yeah. you're going to calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to chill, dude. You're coming in a little hot. Yeah, well, I got to dip in. Um, <laughs> you got to dip one nut in and see how it feels.
0: The nicotine's flowing right now. It's, it's got me jacked up. The heart rate's moving. Be water, but, my friend. But uh, people are just, yeah, people are excited that I got a guest. I know it. I know they're going to be pumped to hear this. Uh, we've got a comedian on. That's what you are, I think, right? That's what they say. Word on the street. That's what that's your how, mom says. That's her friend.
1: Yeah, that's how she's labeled me. And <laughs> I call it libel. That's how she's libeled me.
0: He he's he's a comedian. I I got that last night. My grandma, who's like ninety four, she's like tell tell me a joke, and I told her (laughs) a joke. She's like, "Oh, that's
1: nice." (laughs) (laughs) Like that's a loose term, huh? Comedian. It's kind of like I read. Right, right. And a lot (laughs) of people who aren't
0: comedians say, you know, oh, he's a comedian. You know, when someone's being a smart ass, that's really all character defamation. Right, right. It's nothing to brag about. Um, and my mom, you know, was there and she was like, I can't wait till you have a clean set. Then I could see you.
1: They always want the clean set. And it's like, don't hold your breath.
0: Yeah. She doesn't like crude humor, even though we've watched like Caddyshack and other movies. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, like, mom,
1: you imprinted on me. Where do you think I got this from? All right. You've been doing dirty shit.
0: Well, she can get dirty. I mean, she's got stinky farts. There you go. My mom always used to set me up with farts because um, her are silent but deadly. I've never actually heard my mom fart. No joke, <laughs> my whole life. And she would set me up at like family parties where she'd be cooking and talking in the kitchen, and just like lay a nasty one. And she's like, a this the, and this is the woman that has taught me manners. you know she's told me make sure you say thank you and she's just laying down farts not giving a fuck and everyone's looking at me because i was always the chubby chubbiest guy in the room yeah
1: Yeah, you're you're the the fall guy you're the scapegoat you're the patsy dude it's a rule for thee and not for me all right she tells you to keep the farts in so she can lay them down
0: Right, and I can't. I couldn't say shit. Even now, I can't really say shit because she pays for stuff. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's the one downfall about being a millennial. We still get those gift cards and checks written every month, but we <laughs> gotta handle their BS and we complain about it. You know. Yeah. So I hate talking to older people um, that are like, I when I was eighteen, I was I was working in the factory and had my own place and I was taking care of my own stuff. And like that. That was. 1946.
1: It's a different time. You <laughs> yeah, could walk was... into any position. You could walk into NASA and be like, I think I can get this thing off the ground. They could be like, get him a desk in an office.
0: Yeah, there was no college requirement. One could check stuff too. You could just say, oh yeah, I went to Harvard. Yeah. yeah. Then I I've been there. Right. A right, couple, right. couple times.
1: A couple times. <laughs> right.
0: I've sold drugs there. I mean, school, I was <laughs> still there. so, uh, yeah, just.
1: Yeah, they had it easy. I live with my, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, old people don't understand. <laughs> they don't, they don't be getting it though. I live with my 90-year-old grandma. She's gonna be 91. Oh, she was yeah. born in 1931, and just like the world was her oyster, you know? Yeah. She's just you, like right, 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 right. They went everywhere. They went everywhere, the did wrong. everything. But and now yeah. I'm just going through their Netflix queue trying to fucking start it over and get a little piece of something. It's like I'm never gonna do that. I'm 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 just gonna have a taste of your photo albums.
0: Right, right. I know. It's funny. They got all these stories, and I'm like, "Oh, like, they're like, tell us a story." And then we went to Chipotle yesterday, and <laughs> yeah, I got jerking off on the bus. You know, <laughs> when
1: I came home and I started playing with my penis. The two things weren't <laughs> correlated. It wasn't because of him. It was just and then the, it was and like it, incepted into me the idea.
0: And then the image of him popped up in your head, and you couldn't finish. And now you feel ashamed and horny, and it's it's horrible.
1: You got to go away, half cocked.
0: Oh. Never good. Hang your head in shame. That's that's dangerous. You go off <laughs> in your pants, you know?
1: It's <laughs> <that's> dangerous. <laughs> the hammer could go off by accident. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good name for it, the hammer. The so hammer trying to sprinkle that in. <laughs> Maybe it'll catch. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like if I called it the hammer, my well, I guess I'm married already, but I would say it would be disappointing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it could, it's, they, they sell. Mine's you know. like
0: a toy hammer. Mine's like <laughs> one, of
1: <those laughs> that's hammer. one of those ones that squeaks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I squeak out of breath. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, what's up with you? you? It looks like you're in like a garage with like a black light.
1: Yeah, dude, I live in a garage. This is my, this is like where I socially distance from my at risk grandma when I go out and do comedy. I come in here in the quarantine chamber and all the, the, the and, you know, all the gases come in and clean me up. Does she uh, leave you a little dinner at the door? No, I, I got to She's blind. So that w- it would be fun to see what she would whip up. Oh that would be God. that would be fun <laughs> Just to yeah. see what she come up with is like it's bacon and jelly. I think it's good. Oh, but, my God. She's blind. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I do the the cooking and and she's good. in like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like she wakes up and she can make oatmeal. But that's pretty easy. That doesn't take a lot of hand eye coordination.
0: Right. But the fact that she could still make oatmeal blind is amazing.
1: Well, she's like legal. You know, it's like legally blind is not necessarily like living in darkness.
0: Like she's not at the
1: point where she needs echolocation, but she just like sees shapes and. She's like Mr.
0: Magoo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 She can't really see shit. Yeah.
0: Um, Does she have those really thick glasses?
1: Uh, she has, yeah, she's always got one pair around her neck and one on her eyes, oh, that's and that's the backup. Cool. You know, that's like when you're in an action movie and you you run out of one magazine, you throw that gun and pick up the other shotgun that's around your neck. That's yeah, that's kind of her mo. I hope she does that too. These aren't
0: working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, living with blind
0: grandma—that's a trip. I bet you yeah, get dude. material out of that.
1: It's a trip for her too, if you know what I'm saying. Put them yeah yeah, she falls. yeah no i'm kidding she doesn't fall <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know she'd be tripping she bitches be tripping <laughs> old, old ladies be tripping dude wait and real quick, are you in the will you get the house dude. that I, I you know what's sad is it's probably not <laughs> it's oh, like it's man. like i'm here doing the leg work but someone else is gonna swoop in <laughs> and spike that volleyball down yeah that's horrible that's all but, good
0: hey i commend you
1: yeah i love her i get to go out and do comedy i don't have to pay fucking an ass load of rent what i was paying it's hard right. it's hard living in california doing comedy dude it's like you pay fucking 40 percent in income taxes if you're doing your taxes right 30 percent streaming services
0: right no, no 20
1: percent in parking tickets yeah getting around yeah
0: no it is it, it's uh you got to have support from family. You got like a good job. You got yeah. to, it, it's tough. Yeah. I don't so know. We're holding like, each
1: other down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's dope, though, that you get to do that. And then that saves a little money so you can do comedy because it, it is tough. I don't even get to hit as many mics or like, you know, I, I'm not going to, it's hard doing a free show now because just. The money you
1: lose, you know, oh, dude, and it's like you've i don't know what it, 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 it what you're experiencing with producing right now, but it's literally like you have to run a free show like you can't charge you got you you can't even fucking give these tickets away. It's like I don't know if everyone's scared of another way to, of covid or or they're just well, you got me nervous because I'm
0: actually i gotta finish making an event bright tonight for a gig that I have in like a week and a half at a new venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is on a Friday night. Oh, you're set. You're fine. Yeah?
1: I think so. I mean, honestly... It, it's downtown Wanna Creek. Yeah.
0: It's a hot spot. It's a hot restaurant. But here's the catch. Okay. I'm charging 20 bucks a ticket.
1: I mean, the, the
0: going but, rate is 15 but this is, but this is what you get. You get um, cocktail hour from 7 to 8, which obviously you still got to buy drinks, but that's part of the night. And then comedy from 8 to 930 Mm-hmm. And then at from 10 to 1 in the morning, the guy has a, a DJ and like a dance floor. Oh, dope. So you get yeah. a little after party. Right. So, I mean, for 20 bucks, you're getting a comedy show and a dance area where only people that have tickets can go.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, with inflation, you're basically charging a nickel for comedy right now. It's like I paid $60 right. for my Postmates today. Right. It's just money, you know. Yeah. It's.
0: Well, you know, most places you got to. Uh, Pay a, a cover charge, and I think people are looking for shit to do. And I, I am hoping this is people's mindsets. They're in wana Creek. Hey, instead of going to San Francisco, that's far, and you got to pay more in gas. Let's go to downtown wana Creek.
1: Yeah, it is so, funny how people like expect yeah. you to give give your comedy away for free. It's like, I know I you're know. an asshole if you charge twenty dollars for tickets. it's I know.
0: Like- <laughs> I it kind of puts the pressure on the comedian too, because you want to make sure it's your absolute
1: best. Well, in theory, that should work out for everybody because the audience feels like they've invested in the night. The comedians feel like there are some stakes, so they're not just going to come up there and sleepwalk through their set, you know? Right, Um, right. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with charging for tickets. I mean, like I said, everyone's doing 15 bucks for tickets now in San Francisco. It's just, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there is a lot to produce. I'm learning it. Now I got to get wristbands, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, comedians are zero-cost beings. It's not like we don't fucking eat and need gas and, you know, have rent to pay. It's like, how can you just expect people to put on free shows forever? I don't know. Well,
0: you know what it is, dude. And I don't know if you thought this when you first started comedy, but I think a lot of people think comedy is easy.
1: Yeah. Or that anyone can do it or that everyone has the right to do it. So why should anyone have the right to charge for it?
0: Right. And dude, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get in that mindset where like, I think I got it down too. And then I bomb you know, and then you get humbled again you realize you got to keep writing and changing stuff and making shit better.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a numbers game. I mean, everybody is inevitably going to run into a wall at some point or a pitfall and not just keep stepping up and grand slamming. It's like, you're going to eventually, you know, if you're going out to all the shows, you're going to end up at one of them that's got three people. And guess what? Two of them don't like you. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's not, or you're just in a good room and the crowd's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not your night. You go up there and you undersell or whatever, and you just eat a dick. And then you go home with that taste in your mouth. You brush your teeth and wake up tomorrow.
0: Right. And I I think a lot of people don't realize all that. Yeah. They're funny with their friends. They think they, you know, they're funny around everyone they know. And they think they got it. And they're like, oh, this comedian he's not that good or they'll heckle you or they'll talk shit behind your back. They have no idea. I wish, you know, like in some countries they make uh, people do like one year of military training. Mm-hmm. I wish they did that with people with comedy. Like you have to do <laughs> one year mandatory stand-up comedy.
1: Oh, but think of all the people that would stay in it just because they had one good set and they're just chasing that dragon the rest of their life. Like they'll ruin, yeah. ruin a good life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I've, set. I mean, I've been there for sure. I mean, and I, I see other people like open micers and stuff chasing that good set. They're getting fucked up before they're set and they think they're still having good sets and they're not. And um, like you said, they're chasing that dragon. I'll, I'll get back to that one good set and
1: they never do. You know what I mean? Because they're not putting the work in or the discipline, you know? Yeah. yeah. Why are you talking about me like that? Making eye contact too. Don't hurt my feelings, Alex. I
0: was looking this I'm way. I'm going to so get that way. dragon, dude. I'm going <laughs> to fucking get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that fucking dragon. No, you're right though, man. Some it's it, but it is just about putting in the work and it's unfortunate that audiences don't overtly understand or like respect how much work goes into like making a career out of nothing and like with comedy anyway, you know, like Yeah. You could start up a fucking pottery barn and someone's like, "Oh my god. Like to to just do that, you know, right now. It's crazy. Good for you." And you tell someone you're a comedian and they're like <laughs> you, you hear the same thing. Tell me a joke.
0: Right. And it's like, well, fuck you. Well, I, I hear that too, though, sometimes too. Like, good for you for going up there. Like, I could never go up there. There are those people, though. Yeah.
1: Too. Yeah.
0: You know, but yeah, yeah, those are those people. Tell us a joke, and then you tell them a joke, and then they're like, eh, you need yeah. to work on that. They'll be as smart as I've gotten those <laughs> guys. You need to work on your jokes.
1: I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. yeah so, uh, bring me know. to work tomorrow, bitch. Bring me to work tomorrow. Let me fucking shadow you. Right. Give you notes. Right, right, right. Yeah. It is funny. People, people in the audience, I, I did my, um, my new show, uh, last week. Right. Right. Cutthroat or something. Deep cut. Deep cut. Same shit. And, uh, (laughs) this dude in the (laughs) back halfway through the show, he comes up to me and he's like, Austin, how do I get on the show next week? And I was like, what? And he's like, uh, you know, yeah, you just throw me up. How do I get like, I'll come up and do five minutes. Um, and I was like, do you do comedy? And he's like, nah, I mean, or no i first i was like uh, just said yeah man just send me a clip or something he's like I don't, I don't have a clip and i was like do you do comedy and he's like ah. <laughs> he's like i just yeah. I, I have a feeling that i'd be good at it yeah. and yeah there are a lot of people like that that should have to serve a year just to like oh no, have... no
0: i've i've met those guys yeah and it's they have no clue
1: yeah god bless them though i mean
0: yeah they do have those shows where they have someone do 10 minutes who's never done comedy, which sounds like a disaster to me
1: yeah i mean i agree. that's just a spectacle at that point go to the circus
0: right 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 but yeah people also don't realize producing shows is a pain i like now like i never hound producers for shows i never like like i give producers space and like because i get it they're always getting hit up by people and then just all the promoting and like work that goes in it it's like it's hard to stay on top of things you know
1: yeah it is a headache but sometimes someone hits you up out of the blue and they're like hey can I get on your show and you like needed to fill a spot and you're like oh fuck yeah like yeah you know like yeah. so we were, we were just talking about this at that show in Salinas about how you got to hit people up cuz you're usually never on people's mind you know you got to remind them that right. you're around right
0: yeah no 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 for sure i mean um it's a balance I, yeah it's a balance because you want to bug the shit out of people, but yeah. you
1: can't. You know? But you don't but, want to be annoying. You want to be right. like playfully bothersome. Right, right. I mean, get me up there, you bitch.
0: Right. I notice some people's move is just to leave a comment on everyone's photo. Yeah. Like a fire symbol or something,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Um, Which is, you know, that's supportive and inevitable. I mean, social media sucks. It's a soul sucking yeah. process. So to have those people that do come through and, throw up the the fucking rock and roll hands or the fire emoji or whatever on your shit and be like this looks dope. And it, you know I, I always feel dumb
0: doing the fire emoji. I'm like, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> clever. I just did fire. But it's easier. Yeah. You know I'm on the go, dude. I don't have time to think of something clever all the
1: time. Yeah. It's just bam bam bam. Looks good. Right.
0: Right. 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 Um so yeah, anyways,
1: um I Egyptians got to this- do- sorry. I was no, gonna no, go no, on no, a go high ahead. riff. I was gonna I was just gonna Go on a high tangent, say Egyptians knew what they were doing with hieroglyphs. Like it's just sometimes it's easier. It gets the you know, it's all of that in a symbol, boom, there it is. Right. Give somebody some support. Right. They came up with the emojis. Basically,
0: life is easier. Dumb people came up with emojis. Just make it simple. <laughs> you know, dumb
1: smart. It's the confluence of dumb and smart. It's like the somewhere there is a meeting point. Yeah. Anyway, oh, you no, to say no,
0: Oh, just I've been kind of just stressed out with this show because I've been uh, late with the event bright and uh, people
1: morning. don't buy tickets till week of anyway. So you're probably fine. I mean, if you're if you said you got a w- it's a week away, right? Yeah, yeah, the 20th. I feel like most of the, the traffic you get is like the week of people are making plans. And yeah. like you said, it's downtown, like, you know, right. Yeah. Right. And Friday night. Yeah. I like your positivity. Yeah, dude. You got it. Yeah.
0: Well, the first show is always the most nerve-wracking one, right? It is. It is. Were you nervous before your last show?
1: Fuck yeah, dude. We had literally two tickets sold on Eventbrite. And wow. I was shitting my pants. You know, the place seats uh, 48 down there, or, or 38. Um, it's a kind of a small room, but it's yeah. nice and intimate. Uh, no, those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, what's really nice is we did end up getting an audience in there at the end of the night and um, it's got low ceilings and it's just a fucking small, tight room. So the laughs sound good. I'm so really they, excited to to grow that spot.
0: Yeah, that's dope. Um, and they uh, they just bought
1: tickets last minute, dude. So, well, what we ended up doing is <laughs> and I feel bad for saying this, but we didn't tell the people who bought tickets, but we just started letting people in for free. Oh, there were okay. like people in the restaurant upstairs. Um, there was a hotel right next door and I was out smoking and I ended up talking to some people that were staying at the hotel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like by the end of the night, we had like, uh, I don't know, like 12, 14 people in there. So the room was like half full. It worked out. It's not the, you know, the sold out night that I was hoping for, but for the first one, the, the restaurant owner guy was pleased.
0: Do you have issues like, getting ready for your set mentally, like thinking about your material when you're running a show, because you're like, oh, I got to make sure this person sits here, like collect tickets from this person get people oh, yeah. in there.
1: You have you right. find it hard. Yeah. Dude. Like, Cause you're hosting the party, not just going to the party, you know, it's like, right. you got to fucking mingle and schmooze and check in and check, you know, and handle this and handle that. And I don't know, by the time I'm, I'm starting things, it's just like, Oh yeah, that's right. My, my, it's my time now. And so, I end up just kind of like whatever happens happens and the the plan kind of goes out the window, but that can end up being fun too. Um, hosting is kind of a different job. You know, it's in a way it's less about you and more about the evening and like the show, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I gauge it as if everyone's laughing and having fun and ready for a comedy show, then I, I had a a good hosting set might not be like, you know, the one I'm going to clip up and be super stoked about and feel like I got to work on all my new shit and I had my attack plan. But what are
0: you, what are you doing? Are you doing like crowd work and then you go into your material or like, how do you do a host set?
1: Uh, well, the, I mean, usually I'll try to do a little, a little something off the top to kind of like, Mm -hmm. like this was, uh, the show happened the day after the Dave Chappelle thing happened. So I made a little, you know, a little riff about that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then, and then I just went into material and then I don't think I did any, I, I did a tiny bit of crowd work on this one guy. Um, just cause he was, he had a good laugh and I was like, hell yeah, dude, what's up? Where you? What's your deal? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of just started falling into the jokes, you know, how you do sometimes you like, you find your, your mouth is open and you're halfway into a setup and then you're like, okay, well I know what comes next. And And then you just, I don't know. I hate to say it, it's like muscle memory and you just fall into it like reflexively, but I definitely wasn't like driving with a hot plan. You know, I was just kind of like yeah, letting it all hang out kind of.
0: I'm um, like, before. it's so freaking weird. I don't know if you're the same way. I'm assuming you are. I'm like so nervous before the gig mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's even hard to think about what material I'm going to do. I'm like trying to look over it, but my eyes and my mind can't even like bring in the words because i'm just like thinking oh when's my time to go up and all this but once i'm up there i'm more comfortable than a guy yeah. inside his
1: wife you know yeah dude it really <laughs> is it's like the moment of clarity up there um and right. it, you know if you're if you're in that spot i don't think there's anything to worry about man the material as long as you've been paying attention to what you've been writing it'll come to you yeah um, you know chris riggins right yeah i love him and he was like giving me advice about this one joke. And he's like, you know, the story you want to tell, don't worry about hitting all the right lines and all mm-hmm. the, you know um, he's like, obviously it's good to have punchlines, but um, as yeah. long as you know, <laughs> where you're trying to go, like yeah. just tell the story and the words will come and you know, you'll find your order for everything. Uh, Cause you yeah. know, the story you're trying to tell basically. And I, I, I don't know. I try to think ab- about that with every joke is like, I know, the station we're leaving from and the station I hope to get us to the route. I might mix up a little bit and play with and have fun with, but that's like the space I'm in up there. Like you said, that's when you're not stressed finally and just having fun. And it's kind of like exploring it with the room. It's like, what's going to happen? You know, how's this going to come out tonight?
0: Well, I think that's, I think there's something to that because um, it seems like when you try to remember word by word, you're more nervous up there. mm mm-hmm. You're not as uh loose because 'cause you're worried, okay, this has gotta go to this and I gotta say it this way and that that that. Um, that always throws me off, you know what I mean? But going up there kind of without a plan, even though you, it probably doesn't even matter because you know the jokes anyways. You just think you don't. Yeah. It's probably better to go up there, you know what I mean? Because I'll notice that even if I forget some stuff or have like, you know, a couple too many beers before the set and you forget a little bit, I'm a little more looser with what direction I can go into.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, it's like the difference between presenting and performing, right? It's like, we've all caught ourselves in those sets where it's like, Oh fuck. I'm, I'm just reading the teleprompter and presenting right Right. now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the time where you're like, that was a performance. I like, you know, I, I knew where I wanted to go. I was, you know, I was in the moment in the room and that's like the goal.
0: Well, you see those comedians I'm sure, you know, someone, that uh, it sounds like they're just presenting. They have no personality. They're like a robot up there. I went here because of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it doesn't connect as well.
1: I feel like everyone's getting head fucked by somebody in their life about what someone else thinks a comedian should be. And so everyone is trying to like ape a comedian you know it's like we're all trying to to just be what we think someone else wants it to be rather than i don't know i catch a lot of people falling into that kind of cadence where they're like they're telling joke jokes you know and it's like i don't know to the the i don't know you know the well-versed explorer the that doesn't need a a cartographer or a map it's like you kind of know the road as you're traveling it you know what i mean it's i don't know some people yeah, like you said, they get up there and it's like, I want to see more of you come through. It's like, let me see right. you. Let me see your personality, not just, you know, your notes. I could right. I could pick up your notebook and read your set. And that's what you're doing right. to me right now. You're reading me your notebook. It's like, where's the you? Right, right. That's why I like to do a lot of personal material. Yeah, about my
0: right. penis. It's my right. penis. Right, right, right. It's not and it's not Jada. like yours. It's not Jada Pickett's <laughs> penis. It's mine. You know <laughs> So yeah, it's, uh, the comedy's a trip and I, I just did well, you hit me up about it. I just did a show in Reno that was cool. Um, the audience was like kind of Reno. afraid to laugh a little bit. No, they weren't Reno. What you think it was midtown and it was in like kind of the hippie area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a gay place. Mm hmm. You know, and they had uh, a food truck out outside serving wonton tacos that were like 20 bucks for three. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the Bay Area. This is California. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's <laughs> spreading. Oh, no. Kill it I mean, with
0: fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the place yeah. was dope, though. And I like the guy running it. But the crowd was a little tight a little bit, you know, and uh, people were laughing. But I felt like they weren't fully enjoying themselves, you know. And one comedian went up and he was, his jokes were really funny, but it was like about his life. And he was taking you through his day and how he dealt in funny ways with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And uh, not everyone was laughing, but people were listening and the stuff was like funny. And I thought that was better than just trying to tell some jokes in a row. You know what I mean? Like he took you on kind of uh, the day in his life, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's that personality. That's not just going up there and repeating jokes. You know, you're making you're you're telling Austin this is Austin awesome. Day in the life of Austin Carr.
1: Yeah. And that's Here's some really, jokes along the way. And know? that's what people want at the end yeah. of the day. They want, you know, a, a character to root for, like a, you know, a narrative to follow. It's you know, people would watch. Uh, the, not the daily show. That's not, or the daily show is still on, isn't it? So yeah, they'd watch the yeah, daily show if yeah. they just wanted to hear jokes read and kind of a, you know, a pop, 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 like vending machine of jokes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and like, you know, we all know this comic, uh, crowds can be different. The Reno one, I think people were a little stiff and they didn't know if they can laugh at stuff, dark material, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean your material is bad.
1: Well, their lives are dark in Reno. Right, right. They probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> they about need an it, escape,
0: probably. all right. Right. They're forming a Berkeley out there just to escape from <laughs> Reno, you know.
1: So I get it. But uh, uh no, it's it's tough. Everyone's a little sensitive right now. It's like
0: I, I but know. I don't fall in that trap anymore. I'm getting to that point as a comedian where I'm like, I know these these jokes have worked before, like I, I'm not like gonna beat myself up that these didn't work. It's just it was the circumstance, you know? Yeah. So is,
1: I you know, um this is going to sound stupid too but I wish I could see uh my f- like I don't watch this enough when I watch clips back but I feel like it's important to to know what your face looks like when you're doing comedy. Mm. You know, not for like a narcissistic reason but sometimes yeah. like when I'm feeling unconfident in a room, I'll yeah. start to kind of undersell my my bits a little bit and right. then you know kind of the 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 scent or the odor of vulnerability leaks out into the room. And I wonder if it's, you know, showing on my face. And, um, I do wonder sometimes like you, what you were saying is like, I know these jokes hit. Is it something about you guys or is it the way I'm doing it? And I feel like probably 80% of the time it is my fault. It's the way Mm -hmm. I'm selling it. And it's either Mm -hmm. like the energy or the way I'm saying it, or it's something about my face. Right. I wonder if I'm like peering out into the dark as I'm trying to like search for a friendly face or something, or like read the room. And if yeah. that comes across as like kind of a, I don't know, weird body language, like cross-examination, like you're in an interrogation room or something, you know?
0: No, that's uh, that's smart. I uh, had a comedian who had been doing comedy since like the 80s, like worked with Sam Kennison. Oh, yeah. And he told me, um, it's all in the eyes. Uh. I guess maybe I wasn't, he watched my set. I don't know. He didn't say I wasn't. Not doing it, but I think it was kind of like you're not doing enough with your face, you know? Yeah. And well, I've been doing more more of that. I've been doing more face stuff, you
1: know? Yeah. Cause you see people when they're kind of like, I don't know, droning through a set mm-hmm. and there's not there isn't a lot in the eyes. And um and then you see people murdering and they got that glisten, you know? Yeah. And they got the the glint, the shine in their eye. So yeah, that guy's probably or that person is probably right.
0: Um, and you know, you're right. There is something with, you know, performing the jokes and like, and selling them because you're right. We do get in this rut. Like, and you're just like up there telling them you're so sick of them. You're just like trying to get through them and you want the laughs, but you gotta really be into the joke and like make it even funnier than it actually is. Like add, like when you're saying face expressions, like body motions, like add, yeah, yeah. make the joke even better if you're bored of it, why not add to it with something, a tag or a facial thing? It could be a tag, you know?
1: Yeah. But it's also like, you know, one of those, you know, when you're feeling sad, start faking it and then you'll find yourself being like, if you are are tired of your joke, if you just kind of like fake and have fun with it and act like it's your first time telling it, you might actually find your way halfway through the joke having fun. I found that happened just the other night. It's like, I was kind of trying to put a little extra juice on it and, and inject some energy. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I am. I am having fun. That's right. I do like that joke. And yeah, I feel like sometimes we do get a little jaded from the fucking two hour drive or whatever, stuck in traffic, paying hundred dollars a tank for gasoline, 120, whatever it is like for 15 minutes for $15 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for 15 people. And you're like, you know, you still got to show up like, you know, it's prom.
0: Right. Right. No, totally. And that's, that takes commitment that it takes effort and a lot of people stop or uh don't take it that next level because they just don't want to deal with that you know they want to oh i'll do shows when i want to like no you gotta be
1: consistent out there you know yeah and it's Uh, gotta be about them and not about you like fuck how you're feeling and you're shitty because you're in traffic you are you know you're there to bring them the energy and change their right. night up you know right they're
0: the ones paying money they're the ones yeah. getting
1: the babysitter yeah and then hopefully as a byproduct your night gets switched up because you did something good and then everybody wins and you know that's what you should be getting out of it
0: oh there's nothing like after doing well at a show and people had a great time there's nothing like that feeling yeah they and drive like, thank ba- you the drive back after a comedy show is way better yeah dude Going there go in there you're like why am i doing this these jokes suck they're gonna hate me do i have how much weed do i have left
1: and on the way back you're me? fucking punching the roof of the car and smoking a cigarette <laughs> like the joker and flicking it at a cop and you're like fuck you dude you can't touch me i changed lives tonight <laughs>
0: you're driving back you're like i'm gonna make it next is improv i'm gonna be better than Crystalia, you know <laughs> then it's
1: hollywood baby
0: big time (laughs) right right it's it's funny and then the endorphins slowly trickle down and you get home and you eat some lasagna and you sit there and you're like shit i need get some more shows this month yeah you're like oh wait (laughs) that was
1: my date that was the one i had
0: yeah yeah you know you mentioned watching yourself and like picking up facial things you do or what do you need to add it's hard for me to watch my sets or listen back, I have to get drunk or high or both yeah. to listen to them. <laughs> you yeah. can't listen to them sober.
1: <laughs> I'm, well, I'm one step ahead of you. Cause I'm always high. That's right. I'm at a resting <laughs> rev of like, you know, three spliffs a day or whatever, but um, hey, please, those keep the doctors away. They so. do. They end the evils. I hear, I'll just roll one up and I'm usually just listening for like, cadence and like the way I, I say something. And it's usually only when I'm editing one that I like want to clip up or post, yeah. I, I cannot stand watching bad sets. And I do feel like I'm doing a disservice to myself because I should like, you know, uh, I coached for a while. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the guilty pleasures of being a coach is that when you do unfortunately suffer a loss, you kind of get to rub their nose in, it a little bit and have the game footage and be like, it's because of that and point point specifically oh, yeah. to one thing that one person did and then you turn around you sit you see that vitakas it's because of you <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah we had a football coach that would do that and he would it was it was like embarrassing he'd stop the footage and like zoom in on like, yep. like what the fuck you think you're doing here you look like my sister's daughter at ballet. like you know roll it back you- roll it back let's watch oh, it yeah. again you oh know? yeah yeah people be dying laughing it was like their fucking little stand-up
1: <laughs> yeah i tried never to like you know break anyone down too bad about it but you it does help to like specifically have something to like you know refer to and be like oh that's where i fucked up yeah. you know and then nine out, nine times out of ten after watching the film you'd see the, the kids working on that exact thing that you called them out for and so probably doing myself a disservice by not watching bad sets back and being like, you know, shaming myself. Shaming helps. But
0: take notes, Karen's.
1: I know. We're we're already we're too fragile though. We're too raw. It's like giving someone a back slap that has a sunburn, you know. It's it's Right. We're already I already in pain after a bad set to then go watch it is like, you know, load the gun.
0: Well, and I think there's something to per- we want to protect ourselves and make us think we're better than we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I watch this set, I will realize that my I don't have that many jokes and I need to write more. You know? If I never
1: watched it, it never happened.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I could just, because the way we, we'll think of our set, we'll romanticize about it. Oh, that was killer. And then you go back you're like, that sucked. Mm. I, I invited my family out to that. Yeah. They really said good set after that. I want to kill my family.
1: The beer yeah. goggles wear off. The hangover sets in right. and are like, oh my God, I said that.
0: But you're right shaming helps in a way
1: oh yeah you know? it's, it's what's missing in our current society it's like right. why do you think japan is such a strong nation uh, like with core foundations a shame-based culture it's like right you know um and i won't go down that route but my ex-wife told me a lot about that and it's like you know it's true it's like it's it does become productive to a point because you're like well i don't want to feel like that again you know yeah. rather than building a false sense of confidence or security and then one day the rug gets swooped out from underneath your feet and then you're just free falling. Right. You know, it'd be better to like take a little fucking hit from the switch every day and build up your hide. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, I, th- that definitely has come with shows too. Like if I have a joke bomb or something, I'll just sit in it. And mm-hmm. sometimes that will get laughs. I did that on the Reno show. <laughs> like it was silent. And then just me, like, and then people started laughing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? so i think it is better to have that thick skin i feel like i handle a lot but stuff better i used to be on stage and i actually got mad a couple times at people because i had a couple people like really heckle me and i'd get pissed at them and like and then ruin the show you know yeah
2: dude
1: i i i went to new york one time and uh there was this lady that ran shows out there and she's like this old just classic broken lady um not old she's in like her 40s 50s uh but um I asked her how my set was after I fucking bombed and it's like, why, you know, I just was, yeah. I was, you know, trying yeah, yeah. to get some notes and, and, right. and show face with this lady and, you know, put my yeah. table to my legs and go up and hope to get a little pet. Yeah. And she goes, well, you didn't motherfuck the crowd. And I was like, what does that mean? I've never heard that. And She goes, it's when, you know, people, they go up there bombing and they go, you motherfuckers this, you motherfuckers that you motherfuckers wouldn't know funny if I smack my dick out and hit you with it. And she's like, you didn't motherfuck the crowd. And it's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, when you get heckled or you bomb, you start to kind of take it out on them. But if you instead sit back and do exactly what you did and like, ah, and have a little self-awareness, you know, people are like, oh, thank God he's not, you know.
0: Well, and I think there's like a way to like hate on the crowd too. Cause I've seen people, I think I've done it too, where you just say like, fuck you to the crowd. Oh yeah. Well, you laugh, can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But those when I got mad at the crowd those were extreme measures and I was like new into comedy and just didn't know how to handle them yeah you have to go through that stuff um to learn you know how to deal with it obviously so um yeah crazy crazy
1: yeah it's a ride man it's a fucking journey and you learn all sorts of shit just by making a bunch of mistakes
0: um how long you been doing comedy this
1: is my fifth year so when, what
0: what what made you decide to do a CD? Or uh, we don't even call them CDs anymore, we call them albums.
1: <laughs> oh the old record. <laughs> yeah, what made, the old you the
0: Which made you do the A track?
1: Um well, I have the all of the video from that night too, and so I've been clipping oh, okay. that up and and posting the individual jokes and clips on like TikTok and YouTube and shit. So I was like, I have the video. I'm just not going to like come out and say that this is my special because I don't know, it felt special to me and it is, but it's not like, you know, I'm putting this out there to say that I'm somebody like it's that I'm somebody, but not like, you know, the net, I don't know, just, it felt too egotistical to call it a special and to to release a a 30 minute special quote unquote on YouTube or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to call it, you know, my first album, you want to call it a live recording, whatever. Um, this is like my mixtape, you know this is the this is the underground years. This is when I was struggling or like working through right. my shit, and it's also like I wanted to record a lot of my earliest jokes about like my divorce and things that I was going through as I was right. getting into comedy that I don't talk about anymore, yeah, just kind of like yeah. you know fucking hanging up on the wall, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really
0: you shouldn't even call it a special or live recording. It's just like telling jokes that I'm not gonna tell anymore.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is my first album. There will be more, hopefully,
0: you know, I'm retirement party. It's a retirement party. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I commend you for that, dude. So you, um, released it independently.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for that. It was very uh, nerve wracking. And also, I don't know, I'm always going to feel some kind of way about it because it's just like, well, that's it forever. Now that's, you know, the, that's the first impression handshake. And there's always things you're gonna wish that you did differently. Again, some of them are really old jokes. Some of them I have you know tagged differently since then. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to do it on my own. Like I wanted to do it independently, like you said. And I just wanted to show you- people. And it's not like everyone's watching or anything. But you know, if even one person took note of what I did and saw, oh shit, you don't need you know money bags and a fucking record label and an agent and a manager and sold out Madison square garden to record an album. You can just have, you know, a headlining road gig, bring your own recording equipment, and then, you know, pay one of these websites like TuneCore or distro Kid or whatever, 50 bucks. And then there's your album. Uh, where'd you record it? I recorded it at improv mania in Arizona. It's like a small little black box theater. Um, This guy, David Specht runs it and uh, he's a really nice guy, but it's also like a a youth center slash improv place. So it was in retrospect, probably not where I wanted to do my full spectrum joke.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. Were there there Karens in the audience?
1: uh, There was, I remember distinctly, there was one lady off to the left that I think I got like three times throughout my half hour. Um, But other than that, everyone was really fun and supportive and it was just a good room. So. I kind of walked away from that night and I was like, um, yeah, I'm going to put this one out.
0: Oh, and you know, the other thing, too, is you got to give yourself a break, too, with the fact that you don't even have fans quite yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you have a couple. I have a couple. I ran actually into, like, the one fan I have when I was Uh up in Reno. I ran into one in South Lake Tahoe, the one I have because of Sally Tomato shows. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah, so that was cool. That was cool. I was like, well, maybe I am Tom Segura. I don't know what's going on here,
1: dude. It's a fucking. It's but,
0: a. You know, but what I was gonna grassroots. Is, right. Ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, you recorded an album basically with like people that were just going to a comedy show that don't even know you. So to me, like the laughs you got, I think are even more impressive because a lot of these comedians record albums and it's like they're just going to laugh at whatever. Cause they love that guy. They're a fan. They saw him in a movie. They listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know I mean, you're yeah. going in there. They don't, who the fuck is awesome. Oh, it's something to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Mania, you know? Yeah, no. And, and exactly. That's kind of like, again, I just went to the bar next door with my buddy that came with me and we were having a drink and I was like, that felt like, you know, exactly like you said, you go out and conquer a random ass room. And it was very like, yeah, there was a lady that didn't like me, but the rest of these people that didn't know me from Adam, I won them over. And I I probably left with a couple of fans and it's like, you know, um, it's not my mom in there laughing. (laughs) Right. Right. No, no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, that was, could have been my mom in the corner. Oh dude. And it has been my mom at so many of my shows. And I love my mom for supporting me and coming out to the shows. And she loves to laugh. And my dad loves to get high with the comics and, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's nice to have supportive family, but I did want to just like go somewhere else where nobody knew my name and just be like, you know, if this goes well, then that tells me that I can do this in any city, in any state.
0: Yeah. Maybe. 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 Yeah. So you just put it out there independently, got a art cover put on and bada bing, you're in the the universe. Bada bing, you're out there. I got my little flag on the moon. That's cool. Yeah. You know what's cool about that and about kind of what we're doing with having all this media surrounding us is we are, if we stick with it, we are recording our journey from the start to the end or wherever we're going to be. And that's pretty cool because comedians in the past, they don't have as much footage yeah. of them when they first started out. I would have loved to see a lot of these comedians when they first start out. It would probably inspire. hmm People more. I mean, some of these podcasts I listen to, it's like a college class. They're telling how comedy is, things they've experienced. And I think that's helping people become better comedians. And what we're doing is going to inspire the younger generation. They're going to be even better because they're hearing all the little don't do this, don't yell Jew, you know. Yeah. You
1: know. I hope so, man. And you know, just to see you know, that it can be done. Like that was really as much as I wanted to put something out for me and I put it out on my mom's birthday. I wanted to do something for her. You know, I'm an only child. I'm a comedian. I'm a disappointment, but I wanted to like do something to make her proud, you know? Yeah. Um, but as much as I was doing that for me and her, I, I wanted to do it for anybody that was taking note that, you know, it doesn't take all of these supposed stars aligning. It can take, you know, just some, some fucking sweat on your brow and a sore back, but hard work will get it done.
0: Yeah, no, I see you do that with the producing, too. I mean, and like I've seen the little producing I've done, it does help your comedy game. I mean, A, you got a place to work out your material, but B, it helps network with other comedians, but it's fucking hella work and you got to put in that extra work. And and it's, you know, just like what you're saying, it's the work that's going to make you feel good.
1: Yeah, man. Is the juice. The juice is worth the squeeze. Oh,
0: I love the juice. I mean, the juice. Yeah. Both. <laughs> both, both of them, all of them. Yeah. Um, trying to think of if there's anything else I wanted to cover. Well, what's the name of the album? Where can people like find it and stuff?
1: It's called nice to meet you. Um, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Amazonia, all the, all the fun, all the, all the the hits, the major ones.
0: Okay, go, yeah, go check that out. And we're going to probably end with a story. Oh, yeah. That you're going to tell. Oh. What was your worst bomb? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Time, date, place,
1: <laughs> yeah. age. Oh, dude. It was um, my second show at Cobb's. Okay. Um, not that I was producing, I, I hadn't started producing it. I had just gotten into comedy. My first show at Cobbs was um, did you ever do the There Goes the Neighborhood shows? Oh yeah. I yeah. bombed at one of those too. Oh yeah, when we all <laughs> hey, have, baby. Hey, you
0: know you bomb <laughs> when the camera guy's giving you
1: advice. <laughs> yeah. He's just whispering into the camera, like, make sure that you tag that joke. <laughs> uh it was my my so that was my first show. My second one was a, a Kabir show. Okay. And yeah. um it was like Around 4th of July, summertime, I don't know why I remember that, but I had invited some of my high school friends, you know, it was like still that time where like people are excited that you're doing comedy and you're like, you're, you're, you're just starting to post flyers and they're like, Oh shit, dude, it's, it's you, it's your fucking, I know that guy. They're all like, I know that guy. It's that stage. It's like, you, that's what's so funny about comedy. You start there, you go through a fucking Valley and then hopefully you come full circle and you end there where people are like, I fucking know that guy. But yeah, so, um, these girls from my high school water polo team came out and they're holding it down in like the third row. So it's like just far enough that like, they're my audience, you know, that's what I'm seeing. It's who I'm throwing to and whole set. It's like when, I don't know if you, you know, we met each other. Thank God. When I started doing a little better in comedy, but when I started, it was about a joke about how I think I killed my grandfather. Um, it, that it was also about him having Parkinson, So it got a little sad. And then it was about my divorce and, you know, oh the hits, like you're just riding the highs, you know, <laughs> it and- sounds
0: like a funeral set. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like a make a wish kid. It's like at the end of the night, my pulse just goes flat <laughs> and they're like, at least <laughs> he had this night. But, um, I closed on a nine 11 joke. And <laughs> just out of nowhere, it's like, it's all this personal stuff about my family, my divorce. And then I'm like, but about nine 11 though, you want to cry.
0: <laughs> you want to be upset audience. let you know,
1: know, jet fuel, steel beams. Can we talk about tower seven? <laughs> um, but I just remember making like horrific amounts of eye contact with those high school friends as I'm delivering this joke. And it's like, you know, you're too far in. You just got to keep saying the words. And they're just like trying to will you off the stage or, or like your mouth shut with their eyes, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's never, they've never come back to another show
2: <laughs> since then. So,
1: <laughs> that one's burned in the brain.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I hate those. I, I really, actually, I can't stand when family and people show up. Yeah. I, I, I hate like- to say that out loud, but, um, it's it's, Especially when it's like intimate, like my, my wife, I don't know why I'm whispering, but my wife, her uh, uncle and aunt came out to a show and it was at Copper Spoon and hardly anyone bought tickets. It was an early show mm-hmm. and it was like a biracial couple with two black teenage daughters and like two other people. And then the aunt and uncle. <laughs> and that's just the first time seeing me. Oh, no. I was, I was avoiding eye contact. I oh, mean, yeah. the, you know, I couldn't get a rhythm with the jokes because no one's really laughing. They're just watching me like it's Netflix. I look over the the black teenage daughters, they're looking at me like I'm Hitler's son. You know, they're I mean? like he is a crime
1: against <laughs> yeah. humanity.
0: Yeah. They're like, We're they put in the the iPod fucking headphones oh, fuck that, that I went on. Yeah, even if you gotta mean, just start
1: crowd your family at that point.
0: Well, I didn't. I I was avoiding looking at him because I'm like, this is this is a bad, this is bad. And I told him <laughs> after, I'm like, you need to come to another show. I mean, this is not comedy, but you don't. That happened. I mean, Copper Spoon could be packed out, or it could be, you know, that's all shows. I mean, it, yeah. it could be like hardly anyone. So yeah, it's stress when family and and people come. But then sometimes you do better. Like uh, my wife came out to see me once, and uh, I felt like I did better.
1: Yeah, and put some respect on your name around the house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's do you guys have kids? any highly. I mean, yeah, yeah. We got one kid.
1: She's like, don't bother daddy. He's writing. He's a very busy man. All right. He's, she's like giving you all this, all this space and respect about your career. Now she's seen you kill it. She's like, he's doing what he needs to do in there. All right. I got you. I'll take care of dinner tonight. I got the chores.
0: Well, that's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> that's a good also, day. You're right. I'm also in school too. So, you know, I got to do a little bit of the work and, help her calm down but uh yeah no 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 it's a mix of uh give and take you have to have that in a relationship with if, if you're with a comedian oh yeah you know not too many women could deal with that and uh and even when you're married in a comedian it's like it's tough like the reno show the reno show i didn't text enough mm-hmm you know what I mean? And she's like, You text me at three in the morning. What were you doing? And I was so tired. We watched a movie after the show, you know, the, the house we stayed at had a movie theater, and we were just, ah, uh, bullshit, you know? And uh, I, I think, like, we don't get their perspective. Like, you know, could he be doing something? And I'm like, Look at me. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'm not making. You know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you know? So, um, that's- I know that's yeah. tough dude it's just tough to deal with it because you don't realize uh, i mean it's a lot of you have to overly communicate and you're a man of divorce you
1: know that it's a- i do yeah i failed once <laughs> never again <laughs> yeah i shook a, i shook a girl's hand too long one time after a show when my lady was there and she was just like looking at me like you gonna let that go right right oh well <laughs> you're dating so yeah you probably still have to deal with you know some of it you know yeah, and yeah. the jealousy, right? Territorial kind of uh, pissings, or was was that a song? Territorial pissings. Uh, anyway, oh, I'm sure it is. That's my I'm ADD. Sure. Well, what you got? You gotta get fat and bald, and
0: then yeah. to <laughs> convince them that no ladies are hitting on you. <laughs> 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 that's why I wear goofy shirts like this. Plus, I gotta wear this because you know the mom gave it to me, and she still helps with the rent. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah.
1: You're like I'm branded. I gotta wrap it.
0: <laughs> I'm sponsored. No. I need merch. I need to get in the merch, but um, we're going to have to wrap it up here. I got, yeah, I got laundry. I got to take it on the dryer, but we'll have to do a part two. I know we yeah. kind of just got into comedy. Sometimes I talk about random other stuff. You know, I wanted to talk, uh, Bo, uh, Ro, what was it Roe versus Wade? But...
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah thank god you were ready to ask my opinion on that yeah sorry to spare kill everyone him, of that <laughs> sorry <laughs> to spare everybody of my really educated take on roe v wade tune in next time to find out
0: <laughs> no they want to hear the comedy so that's that's what we kind of stick to when i have a guess
1: i think um, if you're gonna make abortion illegal pre-birth then you have to legalize abortion post-birth so that if you've got a shitty kid you have the right or maybe even the duty to kill it
0: Yeah, I like that. that.
1: (laughs) That's a good dark joke.
0: That's a good dark bit. There you go, Mom. Enjoy that one, Mrs. Woody. Oh, God.
1: She's (laughs) unsubscribing as we speak. Now,
0: All right, Austin. It was good talking to you. And uh, come back again.
1: Oh, yeah, Alex. Thanks for having me on, man. Okay. Adios. Adios.
0: Okay. This podcast has been brought to you by Silver Tongue Audio. Go to silvertongueaudio.org you will see my podcast there free of charge you'll see dazed and disturbed which is a dark podcast that shines light with the help of mary jane it's really fun and spooky at the same time so check out that and then um the npc podcast non-player character podcast it's a video game podcast they also talk about addiction something i have no idea what that's about i have no idea what addiction What is that? You know, definitely have never dealt with that at all, you know? So go check out MPC, Days Undisturbed, and Midnight in the Bay, all at silvertongueaudio.org. That's been Austin Carr. I'm Alex Woody. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. Silvertongue Audio.